You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. And Woody, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to another show. Yeah, Wolf. Woody is the trusted canine co-host of the show, the dog's budsman, if you will. And what Woody does for the show is, well, he keeps the show calm. He just sits there. He lies there. Dogs are calming, people. I'm a dog lover. What can I say? Anyway, welcome, Woody, to another episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. What are we going to talk about today, Woody? Because there's so much in the news, and we only have so much time to talk about it on each one of these shows. So we're going to go over some election news and updates on what's going on right now. Uh, of course, a COVID update. Hey, you can't have election updates without COVID updates, because in my opinion, uh, these things now are intertwined and going hand in hand. So the more... Um, Issues that pop out of this election or the, I don't say controversies, but pushbacks, you know, challenges to the anointed one, so to speak, the more this COVID-19 thing gets more and more serious. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that the DNA of these two are intertwined at this point in time? So what's going to happen when it's all over, when one of the candidates, whether it be President Trump is reelected or Biden is officially the president-elect, what happens with COVID? That's going to be what's interesting. So we're going to talk about some COVID updates, some hypocrisy in the COVID update news. Eric Swalwell, of course, is digging his hole even deeper. You know, that man's just not smart. I mean, I know he got elected to the Congress, and I'll give him that. I mean, that's a feat. But he, he got elected in California in the Bay Area running a far-left platform with the help of, allegedly, uh, the Chinese. Yeah, so we'll talk about Eric a little bit. Where's Hunter? Well, I'll tell you where Hunter is. And some miscellaneous news. But first, let's get into the election. Let's give an update on the, the election. Uh, today is a very important day in the case that Texas brought to the Supreme Court. Uh, if you go to supremecourt.gov, you will see all the happenings, the proceedings, and the orders of what's going on with the Supreme Court. Now, what's also very interesting is 19 other states have signed on uh, to support this, not necessarily signed on with the actual lawsuit that's filed with the Supreme Court, but 19 other states have signed on to this in support or uh, have actually filed a writ to be a part of this. Uh, they are, of course, Texas, Arizona, Alabama, Air, uh, Arkansas, Florida, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, uh, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, and West Virginia. So I bring this up for a reason. And the reason that I bring this up is that the, the never Trumpers are basically trying to laugh all of this out. I, I heard one the other day saying it made his brain hurt reading the, um, the lawsuit. And so what you have is you have the never Trumpers and you have the left, which now are aligned, basically trying to tell you that this court case is ridiculous. Okay, fine. That's great. You have your opinion. Enjoy your opinion. And basically what they're trying to say is how can the state of Texas tell other states how to run their elections? That's not what they're doing, by the way. What the state of Texas is saying is you disenfranchised all of us by not following your own rules. 
So whether or not you believe that has merit, hey, that's fine. That's on you. We will know pretty soon. So you can take your never Trumpism and you can shove it where the sun doesn't shine because we are out here, the people who believe in this process and the people who believe this was a um, dare I say a stolen election because if I say by the way if I say there's widespread voter fraud on my YouTube channel YouTube now has said that they're going to pull any video that said there's widespread voter fraud so just for you YouTube censors that are watching this I'm not saying there's widespread I did not say that I'm just commenting on what other people are saying I'm not saying there's widespread because all you know let's go back to what Tip O'Neill said Tip O'Neill former speaker of the house uh, during the Reagan era uh, said all elections are local. Uh, so he said all elections are local, meaning, and I still believe this, by the way, and I know there's some people that don't because it seems like there's a national movement with elections, but at the heart of everything, all elections are local. The local people vote, and this is what happens. Now, I, you know, Dominion's got some issues, and Dominion, you watch, Dominion's going to change its name after all this is over with because they're, they're going to continue to be in business, but they're just going to change their name. They'll operate under a different entity. I guarantee that. They've just taken too much of a PR hit not to do that. So all elections are local. So could you say all fro fraud is local? So that means it's not widespread, YouTube. I'm talking to you directly. I'm not saying it's widespread. But since all elections are local, that that means all fraud is local. Okay. Does that, does that satisfy it for you guys? Cause I know the media right now wants you to, you know, sit in, you know, they're they're They want you to think there is no widespread fraud. That's their latest mantra because there's so many irregularities. They can't say there's no fraud anymore. So what they're saying is there's no widespread fraud. And YouTube is put out an edict that any channel that says or claims there's widespread fraud, they're going to cancel either the channel or delete the video. So I'm not saying. I'm not saying that, YouTube. I am not. Now, maybe one day I will when this channel gets bigger and bigger and bigger. With your help, I can do that. But right now... Yeah, all fraud is local. So let's go through all the fraud. So uh, again, the never Trumpers and the left, they just want to laugh at you if you believe there are irregularities, quote unquote, with this election. And I don't know how you cannot say there are. I mean, I've been saying this for a while. This is the election of a thousand cuts. And yeah, I get there are a lot of people that don't like this president, but judging by how many people voted for this president, I get there are a lot of people that like, dare I say, love this president. Now, my, my personal views on Donald Trump, uh, I think the man has done an amazing job. I, I just, I, I am so thankful for what he has done during his term as president, where he's cut regulations, his foreign policies have been spot on. He really has focused on opening up America for business and protecting America. You can't deny that. I know that the, the, the left, they, all, they often say the man's not accomplished anything. I can go on and on and on for what he accomplished. There are four Middle East peace agreements that happened under this president. Uh, we have become energy dependent for the first time under this president. Uh, prior to the pandemic, quote unquote, the economy was uh, unprecedented. I mean, it was on fire like it's never been before under this president. But I get it. I get why the left and why those never Trumpers can't stand Donald Trump because he doesn't follow along with them. And he's, you know, he's abrasive. I mean, I get it. I get it. He's, you know, he's not, you know, a smooth 
criminal as the left would like like all their politicians to be. He's just not. He's he's crass. He's abrasive. He's to the point. He says what he thinks, sometimes to a fault. He exaggerates. He uses hyperbole. All the things other politicians do, except um, in the never Trumpers or the left's favor. So all of this has led a lot of people to just completely despise this president. I mean, vehemently despise this president. They're very core. They hate this man. They think this man is evil. I mean, look at the Trump hoax or the Russian hoax. On and on they went about the Russian hoax. They, there was the PP tape. I mean, all the, there are so many people on the left that believe it and still believe it even after it's been totally disproven. And now we got Eric Swalwell, who had a Chinese spy in his midst. And he, he admits this, by the way. He, I don't know what they were doing, but uh, he doesn't say she wasn't a Chinese spy. I mean, for years, this woman, Fang Fang, was maybe Bang Bang, Eric Swalwell. And who knew? Who knew? We all thought he was gay. Who knew that, uh, he, you know? female spy i guess they sent the male spies to another congress critter anyway has anybody checked to see if there are any uh college A's males chinese that are in that interned for eric shift I'm, I'm just saying just asking i'm asking asking for a friend anybody anybody ever check as they check the roster any college age males chinese interns and shift adam shift so anyway so we got all of this going on in the country and people are just like, oh, there's no voter fraud. None. Zero. Again, local, local, YouTube, local. Not saying widespread. I'm not saying widespread at all. Just, just want to make sure I articulate that point for you. Not widespread. Local. Let's talk about some of that local fraud, by the way. Uh, this is from a website called The Mental Recession. Uh, you know, take it for face value what it is, but it's a detailed running list of fraud charges in the 2020 election. A local. This is all local, local stuff. Okay, just want to make sure that we clarify that it's all local. By the way, fraud is voter fraud is a felony, but but you know just so so people in the local jurisdictions would be held accountable locally, not widespread. Because I'm not saying widespread; I'm saying local. So here we go. <clears throat> the latest Arizona, and I'm just going to give you the highlights. By the way, I'm just I'm not going to get into any of these stories. This is just what's going on. This is just what's been reported. I'll give you what the headline is and what. Um, outlet it was brought from. So Arizona, FBI investigating voter fraud, voter data theft. This is an article out of Forbes magazine. Uh, also, this year, all in Arizona right now. Data, because remember, remember it's local. I don't know if I mentioned that. This is local, not widespread local. In Arizona, data expert, between 120,000 and 306,000 fake people cast ballots. This is from NTD Television. Uh, Maricopa GOP chairwoman, Trump votes credited to Biden. That was from the Capital Times. Anonymous, 35,000 illegal votes for Democratic candidates out of the Daily Signal. That's Arizona. That's local. Local, just out of Arizona. Out of Georgia. It's a little bit more out of Georgia, by the way. I live here. Uh, Trump campaign files suit seeking new statewide election. Reuters. Uh, House Republicans seek mail ballot process review before January 5th runoff. Epoch, Epoch Times. DeKalb County can't find chain of custody records for absentee ballots. Epoch Times. Uh, Trump campaign video shows ballot counting from suitcase after poll workers sent home. Town Hall and uh, Twitter. Uh, chief investigator. No mystery ballots seen in security vigil. 
that video. That's from the Washington Examiner. Uh, Attorney L. Lynn Wood, all 900 Fulton County military ballots for Biden. Uh, SDFish.com. Wood, also from L. Wood. Uh, video shows ballots shredded. Cobb County Courier. Data analyst, 40,000 ballots illegally cast by people who had moved. NTD video. Uh, Ex-gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams groups investigated for seeking to register ineligible out-of-state or deceased voters before January 5th Senate runoff from Fox News. See, that's Georgia. I'm not saying widespread nationwide. This is local. Local. Very important point to make. So we got Arizona local, Georgia local, Michigan local, judge allows probe of Dominion machines in Antrim County, Fox News. Uh, four takeaways from the Senate, uh, state Senate's vote fraud hearing, Daily Signal. That's Michigan local. Local in Nevada. Nevada's GOP to appeal judge refusal to nullify Biden win, Associated Press. Uh, Native American voter advocacy group handed out gift cards, electronics, clo and clothing in tribal areas. And on Facebook, some recipients documented the exchange for votes while wearing Biden campaign gear. That's from the Federalist. By the way, I, I've also reported they put that on Facebook, their Facebook page. And again, this is just out of Nevada. Local for Nevada Trump legal team audit finds 2% of ballots cast in the name of people who said they never received a ballot. 1% of those who said they never filled out one. That's from PJ Media. Uh, mail ballots were sent to abandoned businesses, Public Interest Legal Foundation. Uh, Trump representatives said more than 1,500 ballots may have been cast by dead voters and that 42,248 People voted multiple times. From, that's from the Washington Examiner. Uh, witness early voting tallies in Carson County were explicitly changed on election night uh, hearing transcript. That's from the hearing they had in Nevada. Local, local hearing. Uh, whistleblower affidavit. Clark County supervisor accepted ballots despite concerns regarding required signatures. That's from the Washington Examiner. So there's local from Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada. But wait, there's more. Uh, this is from Pennsylvania. Again, local out of Pennsylvania. Justice Samuel Alito moves up U.S. Supreme Court deadline in ballot mail ballot case. That's from the Epoch Times. Lawsuit up to 280,000 ballots disappeared after postal contractors trip from New York. That's from the Epoch Times. Tens of thousands of ballots returned earlier than sent date, researchers say, from the Epoch Times. Mail carrier says he was ordered to collect late ballots for backdating. That's from the Washington Times. And lastly, locally out of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh ballots sent to vacant lots. That's from the Public Entrance Legal Foundations. All local. Wisconsin, we got one local story out of Wisconsin. State Supreme Court deals Trump challenges third defeat in 30 hours. Hey, they got to like this one. This is a positive for the lefters and the no Trumpers or the never Trumpers. That was from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, and then, of course, they talk a little bit about Sidney Powell's uh, lawsuit. But earlier in the week, this is local. Earlier in the week, November 28 to 22, all local in California, local. Los Angeles prosecutors uncover scheme in which thousands of fraudulent ballots were cast. That's from Just the News. Another local in Michigan. Detroit worker swears she witnessed thousands of ballots being falsified. Just the News. This is a local week earlier, by the way. New, uh, Pennsylvania local a week earlier. Large number of voters say their absentee votes weren't counted or someone else requests their mail-in ballots. That's from Just the News. Uh, and, in a, and, in a, and also out of Pennsylvania, a local article from just the news abnormally low number of rejected ballots 
Uh, and it goes on and on. Here's one local from the November 8th to 21 in Georgia. A sudden surge of some 20,000 mail-in votes for Joe Biden in the greater Atlanta area, while some 1,000 votes for President Trump mysteriously disappeared. Uh, that's from Real Clear Investigations, Paul Sperry. Local from Nevada, election supervisors in Clark County counted mail-in ballots despite concerns that the signatures were invalid, according to whistleblower's affidavit. That's all local. That's all Local people inside a Biden. This is also from Nevada. People inside a Biden Harris van were witnessed opening, filling out and resealing mail ballots. A whistleblower alleged from the Epoch Times. And again, this is local from the week of November 8th to 21. Pennsylvania researchers, tens of thousands of ballots returned earlier than sent. Date. That's from the Epoch Times. Local in Texas, social worker accused of 134 counts of fraudulently casting ballots for intellectually challenged clients. That's just disgusting. From the Attorney General's office in Texas. Uh, locally in Wisconsin, from the same date, uh, which is November 8th of 21, election officials use potentially illegal administrative policies that could disqualify tens of thousands of ballots that came out of just the news. And one last week of local news. Um, November 1st through November 7th in Pennsylvania, supervisor ordered a mail carrier to collect and submit late ballots, the carrier alleged, which supervisors then backdated so that they appeared to have been mailed in time from the Washington Times. And by the way, uh, other outlets have said that that mail carrier has recanted his story. That's a lie. He has not. He's actually on the record said he's not. But this is local news. We're talking about local November 1st through November 7th in Texas. Uh, bid to toss nearly 127,000 votes cast via drive through voting during early voting period in Harris County. That's from the SCOTUS blog. By the way, that was overturned. Uh, and, you know, there shows some more. This is, again, the headline, a detailed running list of fraud charges in the 2020 election. This is all local, local, not widespread. Did you get it? Not widespread. So YouTube, I'm not saying there are, this is widespread. Uh-uh. I'm saying there's some local irregularities. So, I mean, uh, does that, does that pass? Does it give me a pass or are you going to go ahead and just cancel this video? So if they cancel the video and you're listening to this, I'll have it on Rumble as well. Rumble.com, but this will also be on YouTube. But everything is local. I don't want to give anyone the wrong impression because it's all local. So let's switch gears a little and talk about COVID. I know, I know, I know, I know. Everybody's tired of COVID. I'm tired of COVID too. Uh, there's no doubt. Again, I'm going to say this. I said this on the previous show where I talk about this. There's no doubt this this virus exists. I'm not saying this virus is a fraud. Uh, I'm not saying this virus is a widespread fraud, YouTube. Uh, I'm not saying it. It's, it's not, it's, it does exist, and it's worldwide. Not meaning widespread. Don't misconstrue that. Oh, man, they're going to pick up these words. I just know it. I just know it. But it does exist. It is deadly, and we need to take precautions. But I want to give you, let's still take a tale or, um, of different uh, COVID responses. Uh, here in the South, Georgia, I live in Georgia, and uh, a wonderful state, by the way. If you're a leftist, please don't visit. Uh, if you're conservative, it's a wonderful state. It really is. Just, I love Georgia. I, I've lived here now for quite a long time. It's home. I feel like I'm from Georgia. But originally, 
I was born in California. I was born in Orange County specifically, lived in the Bay Area uh, as a young adult. So, you know, I love California. It's a beautiful city, a beautiful state. Absolutely stunning. It's a shame how politics, in my opinion, have ruined that state. So let's take a trail of two COVIDs. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit of the movie industry. Here in the state of Georgia, we have a huge movie industry. In California, they also, obviously, they are, you know, known for movies, Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. So in the state of California, uh, Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom, has uh, put out an edict of what people need to do with COVID. It's a regional stay-at-home order. So I want to go over the stay-at-home order for California. I want to show you just how totalitarian this is but there's also an edict in here what the um studios what movie studios need to do and i found a sharp contrast of what they tell the studios they can do versus how georgia is moving forward now to put this in perspective because i know the left like to say that there's a rise in the covid cases in all of the red states i mean that's they love to do that by the way uh and i had somebody on twitter do it i just didn't have the energy to, to deal with this guy and i didn't respond back so if you see it on twitter that's why um but i you know if you look at the response the two states georgia was one of the last states to close and one of the first states to open i give brian kemp our governor kudos for that he did follow the science in fact he had a a very prominent scientist that he got advice from who i believe there's even a movie or a television show northern exposure was based on this person's life so you know georgia is a huge huge movie making state uh, there's several productions that have been filmed here that are ongoing. You know, obviously one of the most famous is The Walking Dead was filmed out of Georgia. So we have become in this state a huge movie state. And I give, by the way, a lot of credit to that, to Tyler Perry. He built a studio here. There's a studio in south of the city that a lot of productions use. And he's brought, you know, kudos to Perry, man. He has brought a ton of movie business to the state of Georgia. And now one of the reasons why a lot of these productions come to the state of Georgia is because the taxes. It's the, 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 there's tax benefits that the state has given to entice that business into the state of Georgia. Again, that's what governors do for their state. So, so we've had, we're like known as the second Hollywood, but the first Hollywood obviously is out of California. So I was doing, you know, just browsing the news this morning and I came across the, this California Department of Public Health, uh, Gavin Newsom, governor, uh, regional stay-at-home order dated 12-3 of 2020. And I was going through this, and here's, I mean, th just what you as your average citizen in the, in the state of California, what you got to do. And I apologize for you guys being in California, having to deal with this. I really do. I feel for you. I really do. It's such a wonderful state that your local politicians, and there are a lot of people that listen to the show in California, that your local leftist politicians are absolutely pushing people out. Case in point, um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is now relocated his residency to the state of Texas. Now, in the state of Texas, they don't have an income tax. So he's actually going to save billions of dollars just in that alone. And he's gone on and say, you know, his car company is the only car company that's still manufacturing in California. It used to be a lot. He's the last one. And if California doesn't... Uh, I guess I don't know the words I'm looking for, but th there's there's potential where he'll move Tesla out of California eventually if it just gets worse and worse and worse because the uh, the cost of doing business in the state of California keeps going up. S but going back to this, 
uh, the restrictions that the state of California has put on its residents. Oh, my gosh. Listen to this. Uh, now, therefore, I, meaning I as the governor, as acting state public health officer of the state of California order, I believe that's what the governor, um, could be their, your health officer. I'm not sure how this, I mean, it's headline, oh, Sandra, here it is, Sandra Cherie. Uh, no, no, that's that lady that looks like she's has no blood, if you've ever seen a picture of her. Anyway, she's your um, uh, public health officer. I mean, she she literally looks like a vampire. She, she has no color in her skin. Well, I guess, you know, white is a color, but ghost white, uh, you know, is that a really, I mean, her, she's got the dark circles under her eyes and her hair looks mess. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to rag on the woman, but if she's the health official, uh, I'm not listening to her. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just, <laughs> she does not look healthy. Uh, anyway, I'll put a picture up on her in the show notes to show you. But anyway, um, I, as acting state public health officer of the state of California, order, order, that's a lovely word, isn't it, from a politician? Whenever a politician says, I order, uh, look out, you're in trouble. Uh, because totalitarianism is right around the corner. Maybe it's fascism. I don't know, but it's definitely totalitarianism. I order, CDPH, that's the department, will evaluate public health based on regions responsive to hospital capacity for persons residing in those regions. So I'm going to try to go through this and get to the relevant parts, but basically they're saying that once the hospital capacity is less than 15%, the following terms, the terms of this order, will apply. All gatherings with members of other households are prohibited in the region except as expressly, 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 sorry about that, permitted herein. Get that. Uh, if if in, Cal in the state of California, if the capacity in your hospitals falls less than 15%, all gatherings with members of other households are prohibited. It has nothing to do about families, by the way, because it, let's say another family lives in another house. They're in another household. You are prohibited. Once the government comes to you and says, we've hit the threshold, people, cut it off. How are you supposed to verify that threshold, by the way? They can just say it. I would be doing some visits to local hospitals to see what the capacity looks like. I know myself recently visiting local hospitals. They were empty. They were empty. But again, I live in Georgia, not California. Um, all individuals living in the region shall stay home or at their place of residence except as necessary to conduct activities associated with the operation, maintenance, or usage of critical infrastructures. Great. You can clean your gutters as required by law. Hmm, that's interesting, as required by law. So if the state of California mandates that you have to do something with your home, and I don't know what that is. I'm sure there are some things because it's the state of California. If they mandate you have to do it, then, hey, restrictions or no restrictions, you still have to do whatever they told you that you have to maintain in your house, in your structure. If the state has already told, if there's already a law in the state says you've got to do this, well, guess what? You got to do it no matter what. No matter what. It doesn't matter there's COVID going out because the state's already got the law in place. So this, by the way, you can't go out. You can't gather with another household. But it, by God, if your gutters must be clean according to local ordinance, you better get outside and clean them, COVID or not, because the state, that's a law. It's already on the books of the state, and that supersedes everything. Uh, C, Worship and political expression are permitted outdoors, consistent with existing guide, guidance for those activities. So you can go outside. You know, I, lo I love how they put worship and political uh, expressions in there because they've been taking so much flack about churches. So the churches can't open up, 
but if they want to hold something in the parking lot, I guess you could do that. But watch them come out and say something. But and then political expression. So now there's their wiggle room, by the way. That's their wiggle room to get out of all uh, being hip, hypocrites when it comes to all of the protests from BLM and Antifa and all that. So, you know, worship and political expressions are permitted outdoors. Luckily, California has beautiful weather, uh, so, you know, you're okay. Any other state that's cold, but, you know, if you live in the Northeast, you're used to that crap anyway, right? Uh, D, critical infrastructure sectors may operate and must continue to modify operations pursuant to the applicable sector guidance. So critical infrastructure can go on and it's got, you know, and must continue to modify operations, pursue it to whatever they tell you pursuant it's going to be. So whatever you got to change, you got to change. And I'm not going to get into, there's a click. I'll put this in the show notes, by the way, you can click and see what applicable sector guidance means. So E, guidance related to schools remain in effect and unchanged. Accordingly, when this order takes effect in the region, schools that have previously reopened for in-person instructions may remain open. Okay, that's good. And schools may continue to bring students back for in-person instructions under elementary school waiver processes, whatever that is. Let's take a look at what elementary school waiver process is. Overview, let's see, waiver process. CDPH recommends that schools within jurisdictions within 14-day cases case rates more than two times the threshold to be on the county monitoring list. Less than 200 cases under the population should be considered for a waiver to reopen in-person instruction. So you got to get approval from state. I guess most states are doing that. So here, let's jump forward a little bit. Here is retail. In order to reduce congestion and the resulting increase in risk of transmission of COVID-19 in critical infrastructure retailers, all retailers may operate indoors at no more than 20% capacity and must follow the guidance for retailers. All access to retail must be strictly metered uh, to ensure compliance with limited on capacity. The sale of food, beverages, and alcohol for in-store consumption is prohibited so don't 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 sell them food that's prohibited don't sell them alcohol it's prohibited but i saw a couple of people that got pretty clever on this and said you know uh let's say they sold keychains and let's say they used to sell or food and beverage and maybe some alcohol well they can't do that now but what they can do is go hey if you buy this keychain for a hundred bucks you get this meal and this drink so i'm not saying to do that i'm saying they could do that i saw one where the sale of water was prohibited and so this so the person who was running this booth to sell water at this exhibit or this uh, event uh, got pretty clever because the sale of uh, snacks were not prohibited so they said uh with the purchase of this peanut for one dollar, you get a bottle of water. So that there's ways around it that people are getting pretty clever about. But so here's what caught my eye is in this edict, this order that the state of California has given you, they have a link where it goes to industry guidance and you can go through. It's got agriculture and livestock, amusement parks, theme parks. So I thought, let's look at let's look at a couple of these. And one of them to look at is movie theaters and family entertainment centers. This is updated October 2nd. And there's just a whole ton of stuff here. I mean, it's drop down after drop down. I mean, it, you know, widespread purple movie theaters outdoors only with modifications. So if you have a movie theater in the state of California, outdoor only with modifications. So that should help you. That should help you like run your business, right? That should help you drive people into your movie theater to make money. Oh, uh, no, no, it won't. Family entertainment centers outdoor only. Playgrounds outdoor only. Movie theaters indoor with modification. There we go. All right. Capacity must be limited to 25 
percent. Now, I guess this is where you are in their category, whether it's purple, red, orange. So if you're in purple, movie theaters outdoor only. Red, movie theaters indoor with modification, limit 25%. Uh, moderate, orange, movie theaters indoor with modifications, 50%. Minimal, yellow, movie theaters indoors with modifications, capacity limited to 50%. And it goes on and on. All these guidelines for movie theaters, pretty important industry, right? Movie theater business, by the way, they operate on such slim margins and they are dying. I mean, they are literally dying that, you know, if they didn't get a loan to keep their business afloat, you're going to see movie theater chains go bankruptcy, bankrupt pretty soon. But then you click on the guidance for music, film, and TV production. And you get a drop down and it's a paragraph. That's that's all. And here's the paragraph. This industry can open with modifications. Music, TV and film production may resume subject to approval by county public health officials to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission, transmission productions, cast and crew and other industry workers must abide by safety protocols agreed to by labor and management, uh, which may be further enhanced by county public health officers, back office staff and management must follow guidance for office workspace. And that's it. That's that's it. That's movie industry has carte blanche in um, the state of California. You don't have to worry about in the state of California at all if you're in the movie making business by all these other restrictions. You just got to go for the guidance of office workspace. And that's just the back office staff and management for the music, film and TV production. You pretty much just, uh, you know, as long as you're approved to be there by your county public health officers, boom, you're done. You, uh, you know, it says must abide by safety protocols agreed by labor and management. <laughs> so the state gives you, tells you, you can't have other people in your house from other households. The state tells you what you can and cannot do in your business, but the movie film and production. Now I'm saying this because there's this video that was making the rounds, uh, last week, and maybe it was earlier this week where a lady who has a restaurant and she moved everything outside and the state still will not let her open, but immediately across the street, they set up a commissary for our TV or film production. Uh, and it's just outrageous what California is doing to their own citizens. Now, here in the state of Georgia, again, we have a lot of TV production, movie production here. And here is state of Georgia film and TV production best practices to reduce contagion of COVID-19. Notice what you said. You said best practices and what it goes on is it basically just tells you best practices to avoid getting the disease frequent hand washing should be mandatory and you have those hydrogelic gels there should be made available workers should utilize appropriate ppe uh, including but not limited to goggles face shields and masks and cover the nose and mouth uh controlled sneezing and coughing avoid touching body parts such as eyes nose and mouth sharing objects such as mobile phones computers pens work tools etc another person should be avoided uh, opt for digital call sheets, production reports, and con contracts when possible. Avoid handshakes, kisses, hugs. And now, now notice the different the language here. It's not an order. It's guidelines. This is what every state in the union should be doing when it comes to this virus. Every single state. So kudos to the state of Georgia. You should not be issuing mandates. You should not be issuing 
orders, you should be educating the population through enter issuing guidelines and then talk about those guidelines. I mentioned this yesterday. I mean, what happened to coughing <coughs> into your elbow? That's what I just did for you listening, by the way. So if you're watching, you notice what I did. Uh, what happened to that? What, I mean, what happened to common sense? If we want to control this virus, it's common sense control. Now, a lot of people are going, E, come on. You, you know, the outrage, the out, the, uh, uh, it's outrageous because we got outbreaks throughout the country. The, the, it, you know, the increase in infection rates, hospital, ah! All right, so what's working? I mean, here's an article from the New American. Lockdown failure in London. COVID-19 is worse than before. So they had some restrictive lockdowns in London. Here's a couple paragraphs. In an attempt to slow a surge in the spread of COVID-19, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson ordered a second national lockdown for England on November 5th. The lockdown ended on December 2nd and appears to have had little effect in London as the UK's capital now has a higher, has a higher rate of infection than before the most recent lockdown. So I've been telling you this, and I've been mentioning this quite a bit, that the lockdown is not the answer. The, the lockdown is not going to work because it goes against human nature. If you educate people, such as what that Georgia guideline did, kudos to the state of Georgia. Again, if you educate people, that's how you you lower this. You know, how did we get people to stop smoking in the United States? Yeah, yeah, sure. They imposed some tax on cigarettes, but it was through education where people started to learn how bad it was for you. And then people chose not to smoke. And the people who chose to continue to smoke, it didn't matter. You, you can tax the cigarettes as high as you wanted. And those people who chose to smoke, they went and bought those cigarettes. It's, it's human nature, ladies and gentlemen. And we are not, we are not moving forward with this COVID pandemic utilizing the thought that people are people and are going to act like people. We are all humans and we all have some consistencies in how we act. It's like children. You tell a child they can't do something, they're going to want to do it. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're, you're telling people they can't have people over to their house. You're telling people, even if their family, no other household can come to your household. It's ridiculous. But then on the same breath, you're telling people if the government mandates you have to do some kind of maintenance to your house, you still have to do it. Even if it puts you at risk, makes you go outside and interact with other people, you still got to do it. But if you, but if you, can't have your, you can't have your family over, you wouldn't want to kill your grandmother, would you? And, and then we work on this assumption that everybody's going to get everybody sick. Less than 5% of the population of the United States of America has this. So... You know, I get it. I'm, 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 again, I understand it's a deadly disease. It is. It is. It has killed a lot of people. A lot of people have died of godness. A lot of people who had underlying causes get this and they die. It's a tragedy. I mean, if you are suffering from cancer, my heart goes for you, bleeds for you. And if you catch this on top of that, it's not a good thing for you. I understand that. I'm not, I'm not insensitive to the fact that people are are dying from this, but I, I am incensed in at the fact that the government thinks they know best and they know how to handle this and they're failing miserably. I would argue that the government is the one that's exasperating this pandemic. I would argue because of what the government is trying to do, they're making it worse. When if you educate people, let them make their decisions, let them decide. I mean, you know, <clears throat> 
And I get it. I get people are scared. I get people are upset. But when you got the media totally manipulating and misinforming you, here's a case in point. This from MS or not MS, NBC. Same thing, right? NBC News. NBC News. Here's the headline. Because we all know, or we've heard, if you haven't heard, Giuliani caught COVID-19, and he's doing fine. All reports, he's doing fine. I mean, there are a lot of medications out there, ladies and gentlemen, that could, that, you know, hydroxychloroquine, which the media totally dis dismissed because Trump was for it, actually is one of the better avenues to kind of get over this thing. But, but again, I'm, I'm not an expert. Don't listen to me on that. I'm here to just point out the hypocrisy of the media, and here's a prime example of the hypocrisy of the media. After, this is the headline, after Giuliani visit, Michigan House says nearly 30 have tested positive for COVID this year. That's the headline. That is the headline from this NBC News article. Let me read this again to you. After Giuliani visit, Michigan House says nearly 30 have tested positive for COVID this year. Oh, now you, you, you see that headline? I don't even have to read any part of the story to know that that headline is misleading. Here's what the headline is doing. After Giuliani visit, oh, there it is. It's Giuliani. Giuliani's the it factor. He's the core at this. After Giuliani, Giuliani visit, Michigan House says nearly 30 may have tested positive for COVID. See that? Giuliani visit, nearly 30 tested positive for COVID. Giuliani visit, positive 30 positive for coded so all of a sudden all people are like 30 people giuliani infected 30 people wow that bastard but then that last part this year 30 people did not catch covid after giuliani visit no they said almost 30 staffers and members of michigan house of representatives have contact covid coronavirus this year the speaker's office said wednesday a week after rudy giuliani testified maskless in the chamber and three days after it was announced that he had tested positive for corona about eight representatives 21 staffers have reported testing positive so far said gideon d sandro communications director and press secretary of michigan house speaker uh sandro would not detail the timing of the infections and it was unclear how many tested positive in recent days so it is December, the middle of December, almost the middle of December, and 30 people have tested positive this year. This has been going on for nine months now, and they won't tell you, oh, yeah, there were those 30 people tested positive like, you know, weeks ago. This story is a total farce of a story because it's leading you to believe that Giuliani infected all these people. This is what the media does. This is how the media manipulates you and manipulates what's going on and how they get fear. They instill fear while, while getting people angry at Trump team. This in this case, Giuliani. See, now they're, now they're making it seem as if Giuliani was the one who was cause for all of this. And this is the part of the media that absolutely makes them worthless. They are part of the problem. They are not part of the solution. That was a complete hit job of a story with a misleading headline to make people believe it was because Giuliani was there without wearing a mask is why 30 people have come down with coronavirus. That's what they want you to believe, that he went there without a mask and all of a sudden 30 people are infected. And it's simply not true. 30 people, I'm sure, did get infected that were at that meet, that were in the house, that were worked in that building, um, the Michigan house. But 
there nowhere in this story does it say that those 30 people became infected after Giuliani's visit because of Giuliani's visit. Nowhere, nowhere in this story does it tell you how many people actually, actually contracted this disease from or after Giuliani's visit. Not one person is noted in here as contacting, contracting this disease because of Giuliani's visit. But the media, this is what they want you to do. They want you to think the, no, the non-maskers, the never-maskers, if you will, the people who don't believe this, are causing all these deaths, are causing all these infections. It's simply not true. It is simply not true. Hey, thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast. We got more in the next segment. We're going to talk about Eric Swalwell. Where's Hunter? We found him. We know what's going on. We have, And then I've got a bunch of uh, miscellaneous news items that I'm going to go over in the following segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. And, of course, please do visit our website, thepblpodcast.com. All of our social media links are there. We need you. We, and we are growing every day. The numbers go up. But we need you to continue to help us grow the numbers by liking, following, sharing, subscribing, and give us a five-star rating. So if you are listening to us on Apple iTunes, please do subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us move us up in the algorithm. And if you are watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. And if you haven't subscribed and you don't watch us on YouTube, please get over on YouTube. Uh, our channel is Politics and Brown Liquor. Subscribe. You don't have to watch it. The same with Rumble, rumble.com. And at rumble.com, we are the PBL podcast. Uh, give us a subscription. It helps, again, us move up in the algorithm because life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. Thanks for listening to this segment of PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.